0: Luke chapter 24. You know, sometimes I think we blow through the holidays uh, on our calendar forgetting the fullness of the events that made those holidays significant days. Um, what the passage we're going to look at now is, is going to be a passage of Scripture that occurred the week after the death, burial, and resurrection Of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this was, we've got to remember that this was not just an event on the calendar for them. These were very traumatic things that took place. And it it really shook their faith. It really shook their faith. When Jesus Christ was taken and beaten and crucified, buried, it really shook the disciples' faith. Luke chapter 24 and verse number 5 I think describes for us the setting, the feeling that they had amongst themselves where the Bible says, and as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, why seek ye the living among the dead? Now instead of just blowing through the resurrection Sunday holiday, let's, let's dwell on this, these things one more week at least. Of course, every Sunday is a celebration of our Lord's resurrection, but let's look into some of these things, and notice that phrase: they were afraid and bowed down. Our heavenly Father, I pray that this would be about you, Father. I pray for strength, Lord. I know that there are um, pastors all over this nation right now that are praying for this service going on right here, and the Lord, we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for what you're going to do, and I ask your blessing and your strength. Lord, I pray that you take and, and form my thoughts for me and help me to say nothing more, nothing less than what you would want. And I pray that we would all receive a blessing from it. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In our text, it had been three days since the false arrest, the mock trial, the brutal beating, and the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus Christ the women which came with the embalming spices to the tomb had seen every bit of it. Matter of fact, the, uh, the closer that you get to the cross, the fewer the people, but find the same names there all the time. These women, these same women that are mentioned in Luke chapter 24. And these women which had come with these embalming spices... To the tomb, they they had seen everything from start to finish. They knew Christ. They knew the life of Christ. They knew his his uh, purity. They knew his divinity. They uh, they knew the miracles that he performed. They had had him in their homes to eat. They they had performed miracles for them in particular. They raised their brother Lazarus from the dead. One of them, and uh, they had seen as the soldiers came and as the soldiers arrested Jesus and as the soldiers beat Jesus. They watched all this unfold. They watched as the trial took place and as they hired witnesses against Christ and they saw witness after witness fall uh, because they were just not credible witnesses. They saw as Pilate tried to appease the crowd by taking Jesus and lashing him against a post and receiving uh, the lashes uh, from a cat of nine tails and they saw that. They saw as his back was turned into ribbons of flesh. They saw as they took a a bag and placed it over our Savior's head and beat him and mocked him and scorned him. They, They were there when They placed the crown of thorns on his brow. They were there when they nailed Jesus to the cross after an agonizing trip up Calvary's mountain. They saw as Jesus fell underneath the weight of that cross. They saw it. They were there. They were involved with it. They could smell the smells. They heard the sounds. They they could see the anguish, the pain. They were there when Jesus was laid on the cross and the soldiers took his hands and nailed the nails through his hands and drove the spike through his feet they were there. They were there when the cross was set with a dull thud into the ground. They were there. They heard it with their own ears. They saw as Jesus languished on the cross, trying to gain a breath by pushing himself against the agony of the spike that was driven through his feet just to try to get a breath of air only to let himself back down because of the pain in his feet and in the rest of his body. They were there. They were there when, when he languished. They were there when he said all the things that he said on the cross. They were there when they offered up the the, uh, vinegar on the hyssop. They were there when Jesus said, It is finished. They were there when darkness fell across the face of the earth. They were there when the veil was ripped from top to bottom after Jesus said, It is finished. They were there. They were there when the earth shook. They were there when the Roman centurion said, Surely this was the Son of God. They were there. They were there as the Sabbath approached. And as Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus came and took the lifeless body of Christ off the cross, they were there. They were there to watch them carefully wrap Jesus in the linen grave clothes, and they were there when they carried the body of Christ off to that borrowed tomb. They were there. Boy, were they discouraged. To be discouraged to be, means to be, to be without courage. It means to be fearful, confused, crestfallen. Can't you see that there? It says they're afraid and bowed down. They were afraid and bowed down in part because of the heavenly messenger's presence at the grave but also in part because of what had taken place. The days after the crucifixion were, were dark days for the disciples, very dark days. They thought that Jesus was supposed to have been the one who would restore Israel. matter of fact, this went on so long that even 40 days after Christ had, appear, had appeared to over 500 of them, it's recorded in the scriptures even after uh, Christ had appeared to over 500 of the disciples, in Acts chapter one and verse number six, we find them standing as Christ is getting ready to ascend up into heaven. And they're asking this question, you can quickly go there, Acts chapter one and verse number six, we see the question after 40 days of seeing the resurrected Christ, after 40 days of eating and walking with the resurrected savior, uh, they had seen him dead and buried, but they'd seen him alive for 40 days, and in Acts chapter 1 and verse number 6, they're still asking the question right up to the day that he ascended. When they, they therefore were come together, they asked of him saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? None of this made sense to them. What had taken place on that week of the passion of Christ and what had taken place when they buried Christ and and even, even through the resurrection, none of this was making sense to them. They weren't getting it and boy, were they discouraged. They were fearful, they were crestfallen, they were confused. We'll talk about that in a minute. You see, they had imagined sitting in positions of authority as Jesus ruled over a renewed kingdom that had thrown off the restraints of the Roman government. See, that's what they thought was going to take place. But now it appeared to them that that Jesus is dead. His body taken away. They're devastated. They're discouraged. They're defeated. They knew what the Word of God said, but now it doesn't look like the Word of God was true. I think it's evidence in John chapter 21. I'd like you to see this as well, John chapter 21. Here we've got the apostles, those that were closest to Christ, minus one, Judas who had committed suicide out of his guilt for betraying the Son of God. John chapter 21 in verses 2 and 3, we see evidence of this discouragement again. uh, It says, There were together Simon, Peter, and Thomas called Didymus, Nathanael of Cana in Galilee and the sons of Zebedee you know who that was James and John and two other of his disciples Simon Peter saith unto them what did Simon Peter say I'm going fishing That's not what he said but Now fishing to them was not recreation You understand that You remember where Jesus found them and called them to be disciples They were fishing You see, they, they knew what the Word of God said. They had lived with the Word of God, the living Word of God. And they put all their eggs in that basket and it appeared that the basket got dropped and all the eggs got broken. When he said, i to go fishing, he wasn't just saying, I'm going to go take some time off. He was saying, I'm going back to what I did before. I quit. I have a hard time even saying that word. I quit. You know what they say unto him? Us too. We quit. We see the discouragement. We see the confusion. Women who came to the tomb there in Luke chapter 24, if you want to make your way back there, thought that Jesus was dead. Now upon the first day of the week, Luke 24, 1 tells us, very early in the morning they came unto the sepulchre, bringing spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. They found the stone rolled away from the sepulchre, and they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass as they were much perplexed thereabout. See, they're confused. They thought Jesus was dead. But then we see the correction. You see, the women thought Jesus was dead, but he was really alive. They were discouraged and confused, but they didn't need to be. And so we see a correction here. The women thinking Jesus is dead. He's really alive. These two angels appear, these messengers of God, and and we see the revelation. Luke chapter 24 and verse number 6, the angels say, he is not here. He gives us the revelation. Then we see the reason. They're asking, okay, well, why isn't he here? In other passages of Scripture, do you remember what Mary asked Jesus? She mistook him for the gardener, and she said, sir, where have you laid him? And so the revelation, we see the angel said he is not here. I'm sure the question may have popped into their minds. Well, where is he? And so we see the reason. Well, the angel said he's risen. He's not here. He's risen. And then we see the reminders. The reminder that the angel said, remember? Remember? Look, look here, will you? Listen, I, I'm trying to make a point today. I, <laughs> you've heard of narcolepsy, Right? I'm not trying to make light of it. It's it's my Uncle Harry had narcolepsy. We played games with it when we were kids, but it's not funny. My wife has carcolepsy. She gets in the car, you turn on the car, she falls asleep. It's amazing. Some of you have puke get in the pew and you fall asleep. Stop, please. I'm trying to help. I'm trying to share with you something that God showed me. The correction. A revelation, a reason, a reminder. They said, Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee. And now I said this message is going to be short, and it is. Because here's the key. Are you listening to me? The angel said, Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee. Here's the point. Point for those ladies. And the point for every one of us, do not doubt in the dark what God has revealed in the light. What God has revealed in the light of his word, do not doubt in the darkness of this world. Think of how much discouragement and confusion can be avoided if we would just believe God and his word. Ladies and gentlemen, what is the point of being a follower of Christ if we won't believe him? God is revealed in the light of his word. Do not doubt in the darkness of this world. We're going to take our hymn books and turn to song number 312. The Lord Jesus Christ is the only way. Listen, please. The Lord Jesus Christ is the only way to be delivered from fear and confusion. He's the only way. The Lord Jesus Christ is the only way to have inner peace, peace with God, the peace of God. Without Christ, we are lost, we're perishing, we're without hope, we're blinded by the devil. Without Christ, we're dead under God's wrath, condemned already and on the road to hell. I'd like, before we sing, I'd like to ask you a question. I'd like for you to think. And I'd like for you to find out, ask God to help you see if there's been anything in your life, something He revealed to you in in the light, but because it got dark in your life, you began to doubt. Circumstances changed. You went through some trial of your faith. You believed his word. You know what his word says, but it doesn't seem like it worked out like you thought it should. Just like those ladies when they showed up at that empty tomb, they, they were discouraged. They were fearful. They were confused. And, and sometimes we go through things and we know what God's word says. We know what it says to do. And we try to do it and, and it seems like it fails. It seems like it didn't work. Is there anything in your life that God's revealed to you in the light that you're doubting now in the dark or maybe, maybe you have been doubting for a long time? Well, I believe God's Word. I believe this is God's complete revelation of Himself to man, but... And there's a conjunction in, in that sentence. Is there anything? You know what happens when you get to that point? You get under bondage. And that's where the devil wants you. I believe the Bible, but the devil loves that. You know, that's the question he asked Eve in the Garden of Eden. Yea, hath God said, I believe the Word of God, but I tried that and it didn't work. Man, I tell you, do not doubt in the dark. God is revealed in the light. Don't be under that bondage. If you're here today and you've not yet trusted in Christ as your only hope of a relationship with God, would you come during this invitation?